Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self Made Mastery Podcast. This is your host, Adrian Finch, and you're listening to episode number 91 Five Bad Habits That Will Kill Your Confidence. Now, today's episode is a replay of one of the most popular episodes from the past couple years. Everything is still so true and so relevant. So I figured for any new listeners out there and for people who even have listened to this before, reminding yourself of some of these bad habits and how to avoid them so that you can just be the most confident person in the room is always an amazing idea. I often re-listen to my own episodes to remind myself how to get kind of back in that good mindset. So without further ado, let's roll the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast. You're listening to five bad habits that will kill your confidence. So confidence is something that I'd say most people strive to have, right? Confidence is attractive. It helps you sell yourself or your products. It helps you make hard decisions because you're confident in yourself and your ability. And it helps to take more risks, which can have a massively positive impact on your life and your work. And some people seem to naturally exude confidence in everything they do, right? Whether bad, whether good. But some of us are not so naturally confident and you have to work at it. And it can take months or years of breaking down fixed mindsets and limiting beliefs, of getting out of your comfort zone and learning to love yourself to truly gain the confidence that you desire. And I believe that building confidence is a constant journey, right? You don't just do it once and then you're set for life. There are going to be things that happen to you or things people say to you that can cause you to lose a little confidence or that can cause you to question yourself and that is normal. We're constantly on this journey of self-love and acceptance and building, building, building our confidence and I am here to help set you guys up to become the most confident versions of yourself which is why in today's episode I'm going to be talking about five bad habits that can kill your confidence instantly, what they are, why you might be doing them, and how cutting the cord on these bad habits right now will help you become completely confident in yourself and will show others as well that you can be the most confident in the room. So if that's something that you're interested in hearing about, stay tuned. You're listening to the Self-Made Mastery Podcast, your ultimate guide to total transformation. I'm your host, Adrian Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create and live their dream life. And the best part is you only need one thing to start your mind so join me here every wednesday on this transformative journey to master your mindset and unlock your greatest potential let's go hello everyone welcome back to the self-made mastery podcast my name is adrian finch and i am your host and as always i want to say congratulations to you for taking that step for pushing play for choosing to be here because by doing so you have committed to this wonderful journey to master your mindset and transform your life So hi guys, how are you doing? Happy, happy Wednesday. I'm really, really excited for today's episode all about confidence and five bad habits that will kill that confidence. So five things that you can start to shake tomorrow and and realize that you're doing them or maybe you're not doing them and you can stop doing them because I'm going to tell you all about kind of what they are and why they're really having an effect on you that you probably don't even realize and not a good effect. (laughs) But before we get into today's episode, it's time for One Step Closer to Mindset Mastery, where I give you guys a helpful quote. This is only the second week of me doing it. Um, But yeah, it's a little mini segment up in here. So on today's segment, today's quote is, sometimes in order for things to be better, things have to be in better order. 
I love that. Sometimes in order for things to be better, things have to be in better order, which honestly, I could not agree with more. And this one definitely stuck out to me today um, because right before recording this episode, I decided I want to reorganize my closet. Honestly, like it's not that I 100% need to, but I definitely could have a more efficient um, and kind of a less cluttered closet. And personally, I love organizing and cleaning. It's therapeutic for me. Like honestly, the same way that other people like meditation and stretching and yoga, like I like cleaning and organizing. It's very interesting. But um, especially in this kind of funky work from home year, I think we all need to sort of realize and not overlook how much our physical space can affect our mental space. I know it does for me, um, and I'm sure it does for you too, right? Like clutter in your office is clutter in your mind. How do you, you know, how you do one thing is how you do all things. I've talked about that before. So if you're okay with leaving your room or your house, your office messy, then your brain is giving itself permission to stay messy and distracted and cluttered too. And why? Well, because if you think about it, stuff creates clutter. So having too many things or having things not in the right place creates clutter. And clutter creates disarray. And disarray creates or can create anxiety and stress. And anxiety creates a loss of enthusiasm and productivity, right? So it's like, you know, you may be thinking, ah, but my messy floor doesn't have anything to do with my business. Well, it actually might and you're not even realizing it, right? So I know it definitely does for me. Every time I clean my room or get rid of stuff or put things, you know, where they belong, I feel so ready to tackle the day, to start working. It's very funny actually how that works. Um, So if you can imagine walking into a room where there's peace and harmony and organization and a system, it really can keep your mind more at peace too and be able to function efficiently and effectively, which is of course what we want to do. And I know, I know, I know this is, probably just sounding like one more thing to add to the to-do list but if you think about it if you think about your time you can either spend time managing your chaos right like you're gonna have to spend time organizing or like looking for lost items or, or sorting through your clutter or putting things away so you can spend time managing your chaos or you can dedicate time to managing your progress so finding places for things purging and getting rid of stuff creating a system of organization that can last etc etc so that is today's quote and with that you are one step closer to mindset mastery so the first bad habit that you guys want to kill right now if you want to gain your confidence back or if you want to build your confidence is over apologizing all right and we all do this well maybe not all of us I definitely do this or I used to do this until I started practicing what I preach which is like instead of saying sorry say like thank you if someone's waiting for you or you're late instead of saying oh my god sorry I'm late saying just flipping the wording and saying thank you so much for waiting for me right it makes it all kind of more positive so I I talk about things like that Um, but over apologizing so I really want to get down to like why do we do this and what is it and and how can we stop so I find that with over apologizing sometimes we feel like saying sorry is the right thing to say like if we're in any situation where we do something weird or we say something or like you're late you know whatever we just we feel like saying sorry is the right thing it excuses things right it feels like we're being courteous like oh you know I'm so sorry like it feels gentle it feels nice it feels courteous but the truth is is that we over apologize all the time and we apologize for unnecessary things for unnecessary reasons and so here's kind of what that's doing like what's the problem with that right well two things first of all 
it takes away meaning from the word. If you're saying sorry for everything all the time, then it'll be really hard for people to differentiate when you really truly mean it, right? Like if you're like, oh, sorry, sorry, haha, <laughs> sorry, all the time, and then something, you know, bad happens or you really made a mistake and then you say sorry again, it kind of just takes a little bit of the meaning away from that word because you're you're using it over like all the time. You're overusing it. And of course, there are ways we can kind of change our tone of voice like in saying sorry, like, I am so truly sorry. I apologize. This is whatever. You know, you can get all deep and and try to make it sound like you're actually sorry. But the other thing is you can just stop apologizing for things that you don't need to say sorry for, for things that are okay, for things you didn't do wrong. Don't get used to saying sorry as something that sounds courteous. It doesn't. It sounds like you're not confident and you're apologizing for everything because you're not confident in what you just did or said. And that's exactly what the next point is, is that in terms of confidence, over-apologizing means over-explaining. It means that you feel the need to apologize for whatever it is you're doing or creating or being a part of. And feeling the need to over-explain or to justify to people by saying sorry means that you aren't fully confident in what you're doing or saying. So here's a random example, okay, of over-explaining. So let's say you produced a music video and you were supposed to have this epic drone shot, you know, this overhead shot of the water and the ocean and people dancing, and then you accidentally lost the footage, just the drone footage, right? You have the whole music video, but you don't have the drone footage. It was going to be your sick intro. So when showing people the video, you feel the need to add that you got sick drone footage. Like it makes you sound more legit. It shows how much cooler the video could have been. Like, oh, but I was supposed to have this awesome drone footage. Like, oh yeah, like let me explain it to you, right? Like you want to seem valid. You want to explain. You're trying to prove yourself, right? Because in your head, you're like, oh, it's missing this epic shot. So the video is not as good. But here's the thing that you have to remember they, the person watching, has no idea that anything was missing. Like, unless you told everyone that you had a drone shot, they don't know that. They don't know that it was missing. So when they're watching it, they're getting their first impression. They might think, wow, this is an incredible video. They're not thinking, oh man, like, he should have gotten a drone shot. That would have been so much cooler, right? (laughs) The video might be, like, worse relative to what you had in mind or what you know that you shot, but the viewer has no idea. Nothing to compare it to. For all they know, it was shot and produced by James freaking Cameron and won an Oscar because they don't know. But here's the thing. For us, it's so tempting to over-explain. I am so guilty of this. It's so tempting to make yourself sound more legit and more like better and like oh well but I did have this idea I did have this in mind like but I was gonna do this to like show that your head was in that right spot or that you're smart enough to know to do those things it's so tempting but it all comes back down to confidence why bring up what's missing if the person watching has no reference point they don't know it's missing And I weirdly feel the same way about perfectionism. Like sometimes I'm editing a video for YouTube and I'm like, ooh, it would look so cool to add this custom text thing or whatever, something. But maybe I have no time to do it or it wouldn't be the best use of my time. So I always have to remind myself like, yes, that would be cool. But the viewer who's watching isn't also going to be like, dang, I wish there was a cool custom text thing here. Like they don't know that, right? So back to the point here. Over-apologizing can also mean over-explaining or feeling a need to explain or justify something. And that not only makes you appear less confident in yourself and your choices and your actions, 
right? Because if you're sitting there like, oh, but it was going to have a drone shot. Oh, but it would have been so much cooler. Then that is showing people that you're not confident in what in the product you did create. But if you walk in being like, oh yeah, I'm so excited for you to see this video. It's epic. I love it. Work so hard on it. Like they're not going to know that that's missing. So it not only makes you appear less confident in yourself and your choices and your actions to others, but it actually makes you less confident because how we show up for others is how we show up for ourselves, right? You want to show up for yourself the way you show up for others. You want to be confident in yourself and confident outwardly to others and that's when I always used to say fake it till you make it if you're not quite there yet walk in the room like you know that your video is the best thing since sliced bread even if you don't actually believe that yet show up in that way and you will be so blown away by the reaction of people people will not know the difference people will be like wow this is so good if you own it and you walk in and you're like this is the best thing people are going to think it's the best freaking thing confidence works that way so as I've mentioned many many times on this show there are easy fixes for this habit and I do want to also um, point you guys back to one of my previous confidence episodes I believe it was called um, how to be the most confident one in the room or something like that Uh, but I really recommend listening to that if you haven't already Um, So there are easy ways, like I kind of mentioned, to change your language so that next time you're about to apologize, you can kind of stop and ask yourself, is this really necessary? Is it actually necessary to apologize for this? And then if it's not, then don't. Don't do it. Erase that text that you had typed out or just don't say sorry if you were about to and you realize, do I need to? No. And if it is, if it is necessary, if you really did you know, you're late or you messed up, then play with a couple alternatives for saying sorry. Of course, if you did something wrong or you made a mistake or you intentionally like messed up, like apologize, own up to what you did. I'm not in any way saying like, don't admit that you're wrong or don't, you know, ever say sorry. I'm just, I'm saying that we often, often, often over apologize or apologize when it's not necessary. So even if there's like, if I'm a couple of minutes late for a meeting, that's a good example of like, did I do something so wrong that's so bad? No. Is it still like, you know, do I still want to be courteous and kind of acknowledge the fact that I was late and apologize for being late? Yes. So we can kind of play with a couple alternative ways for saying sorry. And that's where it comes in. Like instead of saying, so sorry, I'm late because it's drawing attention to the fact that you're late. It feels negative. Instead, if you say, thank you guys so much for waiting for me, It feels positive. It's putting the emphasis on them and thanking them, which feels good. It makes people feel good to be thanked and to be recognized. So it's taking the same thing. You're acknowledging that you were late, but you're doing it in a positive way. So I would challenge you guys to think about it that way to really be aware of when you're about to apologize and just kind of stop and think, do I need to say sorry for this? And if not, don't and if so how can I say it in a way that is a little bit more positive and that doesn't come off like oh my god I'm wrong all the time my bad I suck right (laughs) all right 
So the next thing that can kill confidence is over-justifying. Now, over-justifying goes hand-in-hand with over-apologizing, but in my opinion, this one is actually worse. And what this means is making up excuses and reasons and explanations for why you can't do something or aren't doing something. You're over-justifying. You're making up reasons why you didn't do that thing or why you, you know, didn't take that leap and and start that podcast or whatever it is. So here's some examples. If you say, I wish I could wake up earlier, but I don't have enough discipline. Or like, I would totally do that too, but I don't have enough time. Or I'd love to do that, but no one would care. My favorite, (laughs) my favorite like sassy thing to say to my friends who say such awful statements because trust me, I know people who say these things and I cringe a little inside every time. But my little favorite sassy thing to say to my friends when they say these things is, well, not with that attitude because it's true. Instead of being like, oh my God, no, stop. You're so good. Like you should do this. I'm like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Because I feel like it makes them realize how silly they sound. Or I'm just that tough love friend, honestly, either way. But, you know, if someone's like, oh, like, I would totally do that, but I don't have the skill to do that. I'd be like, yeah, I guess not. That sucks. (laughs) And then I swear, like, every time they're so much more, like, responsive to that because they're like, wait. Okay, well, that was kind of like mean. I'm like, oh, now you're standing up for yourself. Okay, here we go. Let's go, right? So why is that bad for you and bad for your confidence? Why is making up these excuses and kind of having this negative self-talk, why is this bad for your confidence? Well, if you have forgotten, you are in control of your life choices. You are in control. What you choose to do, your choice. What you choose to pursue, your choice. What you choose to learn, Your choice, what you choose to think, to believe, to say, and any external circumstance that you think is stopping you is not. You are stopping you. But Adrian, I have three jobs and two kids and I actually don't have the time. Okay, I get this a lot. Well, newsflash, in the nicest way possible, everyone in the world has the same 24 hours in the day, right? You do have time, but you're choosing not to dedicate your time to that thing, which is fine. And sometimes that's very necessary, right? Like you need to put food on the table. You need to work those jobs. That might be something that you feel that you need to do. You need to support your family. Like that is so admirable and that is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you're choosing to do that. And we need to get real with ourselves and we need to admit that we are making that choice. It is a choice. And the second you remember that and you actually embrace it is the second you take control of your choices and ultimately your life. So am I saying you should just choose to not support your family and just quit your jobs? No. But, you know, sometimes coming to terms with the fact that like you are in control actually can lead your mind to kind of think of some alternatives like, hmm, well, maybe there's a way I could more efficiently like support my family, but also be working on my business on the side. Like it opens your mind up to the other possibilities. When you sit there with the firm fixed belief that like, I'm not in control of this. It's external factors. Like I'm too poor or I don't have the resources or I don't have the time. or Then you're not even opening your mind to the possibility of allowing yourself to change your circumstances. You're just kind of like, well, this is how it is. This is the card I'm dealt. It's 
it's over and done with. So I'm not even going to bother thinking about it or trying to adjust anything. So for this one, it goes a lot deeper. It's really about switching your belief, changing your belief and understanding and accepting and facing the fact that it is a choice what you do with your time, period, no matter what. And the second you remember that and embrace that is the second you take control of your choices in your life. There's always someone out there doing what you dream of doing with a worse current circumstance than you. Just saying. It's always going to be true. So back to confidence again. The important thing here is how stopping this can increase your confidence. Stopping making those excuses and, and all of that. Because if you get real with yourself about why it is you aren't doing something, like oh, you know, I'm choosing not to prioritize this right now or I don't have the skill to do this yet, but I definitely want to make time to learn so I can in the future or, you know, I'm going to prioritize like figuring out if I can find time in the future to learn it. Like it's a productive way of thinking instead of just like, oh, well, I can't and oh, I don't have the time. And if you can own that, If you can get real with yourself and own that reason, the reason why you can't do it by either accepting it or realizing you're making an excuse and making a change, then you'll be more confident in yourself and your choices. Does that make sense? So that was a very, that was a little bit of a confusing roundabout way to connect it back to confidence, but it's essentially this. If you're confident in yourself, then you're confident in your reasons why you're not doing something. If someone's like, wow, you ha- you've been talking about that podcast for a year and you haven't started it. If you're like, yeah, I know, I just, uh, I know it's stressful, I don't have time. You're not giving off, you know, a feeling of confidence. You're not exuding confidence. You're internally not even confident in your own decision to put it off for a year. But if you can instead really get to that root of like, okay, well, why did I put it off for a year? Is it because I'm afraid? Is it because I really do think I don't have time? Is it because I need to learn a skill that I don't have yet? Then if you can find that reason and accept that reason and own that reason, then when someone's like, yeah, you've been talking about it for a year, you're like, yeah, I know. It wasn't really the right time. Like, you know, the universe was telling me I needed to focus on this and I'm thinking in the next few months, I'm going to actually, you know, shift my focus to that. And if you can just say it in a way that's like you made that decision and you own that decision, then you come off as so much more confident. You're owning it. You're owning yourself. Even if inside you're like, yeah, I really do wish I got it, you know, started sooner. Like in no way am I telling you guys to lie or fabricate the truth to other people to like fake confidence. I'm telling you to actually get deep and real with yourself internally to accept why you do or don't do things and to then outwardly explain that to people in a way that you own and accept because you actually do own and accept it. Does that make sense? Hopefully that makes a little bit more sense to you. We're going to take a really quick break, but we will be right back with the bad habit number three. All right, we are back. So reason or thing, bad habit rather, I was like, what am I calling these? Bad habit number three that can kill your confidence is over scrolling. We all know what this is. Scrolling late at night on Instagram, on TikTok, on social media, on the news. Scrolling, scrolling, consuming, consuming news, information, media. Now, over scrolling can kill our confidence for a couple reasons. First of all, there are way too many opinions out there just in general, that people are saying, right? If everyone's posting their opinions on social media, then there are a lot of opinions out there. 
And what those opinions are doing is they're bombarding our own opinions and viewpoints more than we're even aware. Just by consuming and hearing everyone else's thoughts and reasons and and viewpoints and opinions, it could potentially be clouding what we truly believe and think and our opinions and viewpoints and values. The ones that we've built that we have decided are ours that we're confident about are now being bombarded with the thoughts of and opinions of a million other people. And what can happen is we can lose a sense of who we are and what we want, right? Because so much is coming at us and we're like, wait a minute, you start questioning. Like, well, well, is this right? Should I be thinking this? No one else is thinking this. And we can also lose confidence or self-esteem because of comparing. So not only are you being bombarded with other opinions and viewpoints from people who frankly don't matter, your opinions and your viewpoints on your life and your decisions and your self-confidence are up to you. What other people think about you or say about you or, or what other people are choosing to believe doesn't need to impact what you believe. And it can. It totally can. There is a healthy way, of course, to you know look at other people's opinions and viewpoints and take feedback and, and to open up yourself to that. And that's completely fine. In no way do you need to stop looking at that stuff or stop hearing it. But I say over scrolling for a reason because scrolling is fine, but sometimes we get stuck in these loops and we just overdo it and that's too many opinions and too many viewpoints out there bombarding our own causing us to lose a sense of who we are what we want what we've established are things that we believe and that we desire and then comes the whole second aspect of that which is the comparing ourselves if we're over scrolling and constantly consuming media and and looking at other people and looking at the highlight reels of their life We can lose confidence and self-esteem because we're comparing ourselves to them in an unhealthy way. And if you guys are worried about self-esteem or self-confidence or you've noticed before that maybe you've scrolled on Instagram and like come across a couple of posts that like didn't make you feel the best about yourself or made you jealous or made you wish that you had what they have or, or whatever it is, if you notice that this happens to you a lot, Um, I recommend doing a little bit of a media detox. Just spend a little bit less time on social media, less time scrolling. Just pay attention to your screen time or maybe even take a break. Take a little week-long break or put some limits on your, you know, screen time on your phone. Whatever it is that that works for you, I just want you guys to be aware that over-scrolling can impact our confidence. It really can. And this is kind of a silent killer. This one is definitely going to be impacting you in ways that you don't always think. So that is number three. Number four, bad habit. This one's this one's funny. It sounds kind of the opposite. It's actually selflessness. So selflessness is a good thing, right? It's great in theory to be selfless. So why am I saying that it's a bad habit? Well, let me tell you. So yeah, being selfless is great in theory. Not even in theory. It is just great. But if you are always prioritizing other people and giving time and space and energy to other people and not to yourself, then you may not be viewing yourself as highly as you should be. It could be a reflection of you lacking inner confidence because, you know, if you're lacking a little bit of that um, respect for yourself or that confidence in yourself and your abilities and, and like, all of that, then it may take away from your desire to prioritize yourself and your ambitions and your dreams. And instead, you put that energy into other people. And 
Oftentimes, people who do lack self-confidence find empowerment in helping others. They feel needed. They feel important when they're helping someone else, and it feels good. And that's all great. Honestly, it is. But something to just be mindful of is whether that's the only way that you can feel empowered and important. Like, is that the only way? Is by helping other people? Um, and, and like, are you doing it to fill a void? Etc. Things like that. Or if you also on your own give yourself permission to be selfish sometimes. To take care of yourself and to say no to things sometimes. And spend time focusing on you, right? So if you are someone that's selfless, that likes to be there for others and help others, just take a second to reflect and ask yourself, am I doing this because it's how I find fulfillment or how I feel important and how I feel like I matter? Because there's nothing wrong with that. But there does need to be this balance in order to actually build up your own self-confidence. You also need to be prioritizing your own self and your own things that you want to do. Because if you're not, if you're never giving time for yourself and you're never prioritizing yourself over others, then you're telling yourself that you don't value your own needs and that you're not putting yourself at the ho- at the height of your priority list. And if you're not putting yourself at the height of your priority list, it may mean that you're not confident that you deserve to be there, that you deserve that time and attention and energy and that you deserve to sometimes be selfish. So if you're someone who finds yourself in that category where you maybe don't you know, have that confidence yet to believe that you deserve all the time and attention and energy, not all of it, some of it, Um, then how we can get there if we aren't is by starting to recognize all the things that you do for other people, all the ways in which you show up and go out of your way, and then see if you are giving equal attention and time to yourself also. And if you're not, if you're way more doing it for other people but not yourself, then try to stick in some personal time for the things that you want to do or need to do. Like if you're tired one night and you don't feel like picking your friend up from the airport, that is okay. To love yourself and to be confident in yourself is to also care about yourself and to take care of yourself. And so this all goes down to confidence. And I I don't know if this is just me interpreting this, but I don't want you guys to be hearing this and thinking like, oh, she's basically saying to like, you know, be super selfish and, and don't give time and attention to everyone else and like everything's my fault. Like some of these things can sound very like negative or harsh, but I do this because I think it opens your mind. I don't intend for any of this to be negative or harsh. These are all just things that we can improve on, including me. Um, So I'm not saying like, be selfish. Don't go pick up your friend from the airport. airport. I think, you know, if you, you can even go back and listen to this part again. But what I'm really just emphasizing is, what where is the energy coming from? Is it that you only feel fulfilled when you're helping someone else and that you don't value your own self? Or is it not? So that's kind of an important way to think about it. And then finally, number five, the bad habit that will kill your confidence is negative self-talk in a non-productive way. Oh, this one is a huge one. So let me talk for a second about, you know, negative self-talk or or identify, identifying flaws. So here's where it can be good and healthy, right, is when you want to get real with yourself about things you want to change or improve in a healthy and empowering way. So for example, if you say like, I haven't been eating healthy, so I've gained a little weight, which is fine, but I'm excited to get disciplined again with my workouts because I'll be a lot happier with my strength and energy and weight. So 
I've gotten really good at this to the point where my friends know that I don't talk badly about myself and they know how confident I am. So if I say something like that, like what I just said above, they aren't like, oh my God, no, shut up, you're fine. Which is what I feel like a lot of friends do when people try to like talk about improving themselves. There's kind of this shame, which is like, no, love yourself. Like, like don't always, don't be like down on yourself. And it's really tough. We need to find this balance between like shaming people for wanting to be better because that's also not right. But we also have to learn to accept and love ourselves as well and to change the things that we can change and that are going to make us feel good and empowered to change. But by being okay with some of the other things and by not talking negatively or badly about ourselves, especially when it comes to stuff we can't control. So my friends now, they've, they've gotten so used to like me being confident and me not talking negatively about myself that if I were to say like yeah I gained a little weight haha like you know they're not gonna be like oh my god you're fine they actually respect how I'm talking about myself and they respect that I've thought a lot about it and that I'm not just complaining about it but I'm like stating something and then taking action to improve it and that's not to say you can't ever vent or complain about something you don't like oh my gosh of course you can But there's a difference between like sitting there in front of the mirror and just being like, God, I'm so unattractive. No one's ever going to love me. Like no one thinks I'm beautiful. Like that is so unhealthy and unproductive and not even true. Those are beliefs in your mind that I guarantee you no one else is thinking. So there's a way to be healthy and productive in terms of your, you know, I guess we can call it negative self-talk. Like if you identify something that you want to change about yourself there's a healthy way to voice that and to explain it. And it all comes down to internally what we think about ourselves. Like I gained a little bit of weight when I got COVID and I couldn't work out and like I didn't like it, but I wasn't sitting there like panicking. I was just like, yeah, I gained a little weight. It was very factual. It was like I factually gained weight. If someone tried to argue with me, I'd be like, I literally did gain weight. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing or that I'm really annoyed. I'm just saying I gained weight. And so a healthy way to talk about that was to kind of say like, you know, but it it's fine. Like I got COVID. I need to let my body relax and I'll get back to the workouts. And I'm excited to, I'm excited to, you know, get back to the weight that I want to be at, things like that. So the bad unhealthy way, as I already kind of like talked about is to just, you know, say things factually that, that aren't even factually true, that are beliefs, your beliefs. I'm so ugly, right? It's not true. And it's not productive. Instead saying something like, I think I'm going to get a haircut. It might frame my face better. I'm so excited to feel that much more confident. Like whatever. Saying something like that can be a more productive, healthy way to kind of state that you want to make a change with yourself and that it's going to add to your confidence. And so the unhealthy self-talk will kill our confidence. But an easy way to get that confidence up again is to find the balance between loving yourself and wanting to be better. Like I said before, there's this polarity that I always talk about and people think you need to be on one end or the other of the spectrum, but that's just not true. You can love who you are, but still want to improve something. You could be, you know, relatively in shape, but still want to become a bodybuilder and you need to, you know, you're not remotely there yet. And remember just that everything is relative. Everything is relative. You may see some super fit, you know, athlete being like, oh man, I need to hit the weights. Like I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And you might be thinking like, oh, come on, like put a sock in it, right? (laughs) I know we're all kind of guilty of this. But there also needs to kind of not be this shaming like in their mind they're probably really far from where they need to be if they want to be a bodybuilder. I mean we're talking bodybuilder status right. So in our mind we're like what you're perfectly in shape this is great. But in their mind they're like yeah I'm not saying I'm not 
in shape, but I want to be this level. So I'm going to work to get to this level. And I think everyone just needs to be a little bit kinder to themselves and to others. Um, in terms of like people wanting to improve themselves, if someone wants to lose weight, that's okay. They should be allowed to have that desire. It shouldn't just be like, you need to love yourself. Why are you changing yourself? Like maybe that's going to make them happier and more confident, you know? So anyway, that was number five is negative self-talk in a non-productive way. If we can cut all of these five things from our habits, then we will be way better set up to build confidence, gain confidence, and keep confidence that will last a lifetime to build these foundations that we can build upon for years and years. So that is today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Let me know in the comments or via DM over on Instagram at Pod, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.